Monday, October 3rd, 2016, and this is Radio Wave. Thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Mechigoria, and tonight we're coming to you from the village of Mechigoria, where we're here with the Caritas Pilgrimage Group, about 130 pilgrims on this group. And pilgrimage has continued to be very popular this year as the knowledge of Mechigoria continues to grow. For the past 30 years, a friend of Mechigoria has been speaking about Medjugorje, writing about Our Lady, revealing things about her, and it is sowing seeds in the hearts of many, many people who we're seeing today as being manifested in their children, and their children's children, and over the course of the past 30 years, seeing several generations of people now beginning to grow up with an understanding of the message. Now, speaking to a friend of Medjugorje, it's been 30 years since you started BVM pilgrimages and since you started Kiritas and got involved in Medjugorje, certainly your understanding of Medjugorje has, you've grown in cognition of the message over that time. If there was one thing that you could say is the greatest thing that you've learned in the course of the past 30 years, what would you say that would be? I guess it would be Surrender. Because you always find yourself in situations that you can't change or do something about. Because you can't change it or you can't affect it. You have to surrender it to God. And there's a message that already says, surrender all your problems to me. And life is full of problems. Our Lady is the second of the most message spoke of that. In the way that she said she didn't, couldn't comprehend everything immediately. But she didn't strive to do that. She let it come in understanding at the right moment. And so we also are spoken to about being tested. And I wouldn't change anything I've had to go through because I've got a lot of cognition and experience with that. But to say what is the most profound thing I've learned is how to love. If you do that, everything else works. The life that Our Lady gives to us through the messages is growing. We had Mariana just recently saying something very amazing about the secrets. She said we're in the moment where the movement toward the secrets is already in action. We feel that. We know that. But we know she has knowledge of it. And for her to say that is a very profound thing. Not something new but of confirmation of what we know 
because we know we've been going more toward the verge of it, and now we have the one who knows the most of it, confirms that. So the messages are getting more exciting, more intense, and more revealing. And this message we have today of October 2nd, which was given on Sunday, and we're broadcasting on Monday because we never broadcast on Sunday, is very, very profound, very, very long. And it's an amazing message filled with things that will take us all the next month to contemplate to the next message. There seems to be a graduation from one message to the next that goes more intense. But this message was particularly interesting for us and exciting. Now, what we're going to play for everyone tonight is the talk you gave to the pilgrimage group yesterday. Now, there was it took some time to get the message in. There was some trouble translating uh, the message. There were some things that they were having difficulty getting with. And you told us to get down on our knees in front of the statue down here in the mission house, the Caritas mission house here, where Our Lady has appeared. And actually, Our Lady gave a message here on October 31st, 1997, where she said, I want you to be Jesus's joy. It's a special message for the community. So we got down on our knees and prayed for the Holy Spirit to help with this. Now, when the apparition took place, you didn't stay to listen to the rough translation because you knew it was going to be a rough translation. And so... Because of the length and getting the message out, we by the time you started the encounter with the pilgrims yesterday, you still had not read the message yet. The message had still not come out yet. So just a question I want to ask is, what was your prayer, not knowing what the message was? Now, most everyone in the group had heard the rough translation. We had heard the rough translation, but you had not heard that. So you had no idea what Our Lady said. So my question is, is what was your prayer for the waiting for this message to come, what was the prayer that you had in your heart as you were waiting to hear those words of Our Lady? That's what I always do. I always pray to comprehend the message, to understand what she wants me to understand initially on it, and to put that in my heart and open it to that. It's that simple. Well, it's interesting because what you said, we didn't get the message to probably almost 45 minutes to an hour into the encounter yesterday with the pilgrims. And a lot of what you said really was dancing around everything Our Lady had said in the message. Now, I think for most people there, most pilgrims there, I don't know that it necessarily hit them at the time what they were hearing. They were hearing the message, probably knowing that you were speaking about the message, but it didn't really come home to everyone until the point where we, Joan walks in with the message and then she reads it for everyone and then the whole group now hears the message translated. So... It was a profound experience for everyone gathered there. We also had a number of Irish people who also joined us. So packed in the room was probably about 150, 160 people packed in the room listening to this encounter yesterday. Now, what we're going to play for you, the first five minutes of it, we had planned to do the encounter with the pilgrims at the Caritas Bleachers, which is behind the Caritas Mission House. And it started to rain, and so we just hurried up and just changed the location really fast. So the first five minutes of what... Uh, you were going to hear tonight is going to be a little bit rough, but you can still hear what he's saying. But it's important that you pay attention to what's being said because it lays a groundwork and a foundation for what you'll hear after the first five minutes. And so that's what we'll go to now. So this is a friend of Medjugorje, October the 2nd, 2016, speaking with the Caritas Pilgrimage Group. I remember the nuns in grammar school saying that... 
God can do anything. And then they pose a question to us. And God can relax so heavy, he can't pick it up. It's either one or the other. He can make it so heavy, he can't pick it up. Or he can make it so heavy that he can't pick it up still. Yeah. And so the answer to that, what I went to with it, is God doesn't contradict himself. And so we have something happening right now in the world with the Virgin Mary coming to us for a reason that God can't do something. What he cannot do is unite man. You say, well, he's God. Okay, he said his only begotten son to do this so. No, he can't. Is it impossible for him? It's impossible for him. The only way to unite people across the world is through his mother. Is it God's fault? Has he not got the power to do that? No, it's our mentality. Just the manliness of Jesus, God the Father, the manliness of him, prevents us in our mentalities to make up with our brother. But a woman and a mother, she can do that. And so it is on the second of the month, you heard us speak about it before, we were going to account today, but we didn't get this message. Our Lady in the second of the month is mentioned about 265 times, my son, Jesus, the word Jesus, the name Jesus, only six times. In the 25th message, she's only mentioned you know, 60 something times. Our Lady's come to draw people to her. In the beginning days, the Franciscans had a problem with addressing, and I think we addressed this yesterday, for those who were there, that are we supposed to address our prayers to you, asking the visionaries to ask our lady, or to Jesus? And it was a trick question. And our lady gave an incredible answer, just like Jesus did over the coin of the Caesar. Whose image is on this? And our lady says, always address your prayers to Jesus. But in the meantime, your prayers are going to help you through me. This time has been given to Mary. You just participated, those who rule the mountain, especially those who spent the night there last night, in something very, very spiritually historic in the sense of eternity. You're not going to forget these messages in eternity. But messages are given to us in a way, grafted to our way of living, to do what God can't do right now in this moment. So he's forced, as we talked about a little bit yesterday, to sin and counter what Satan has built up in the world. We're so wired, we're so certain in the way we are thinking that there's no way for God to penetrate that. Hence, we've got these messages as never before in the history of the world. Because they're given to us in a way that will counter the electric signals that we're bombarded with throughout the whole day, throughout our whole workforce, our whole time last year, and what we'll be dealing with in the future. God had to ante up something when our lady begged him, let me go down and do something. It's not enough to have a fat of my apparition. It's not enough to have your lures and get a medal for it. This age is gone. Our lady had to have something else to counter Satan. That something else is her. But even her presence here is not enough. Her blessing every day is not enough. I've been with Maria in circumstances that she wasn't able to pray. Our Lady only appeared 30 seconds. But what Our Lady did do in that apparition is she gave a blessing to the whole world. 
Because it's necessary for her to be countering evil that she gives this blessing every single day. But there's something that's got to change our mentalities other than we have a, a blessing. There was a group that came to Maria's Chapel. Our group was there at that moment. We came out and they were never told that there was an apparition. They didn't know. They were just coming to see Maria's Chapel. They found out that there was an apparition. They were all weeping. They were there in the apparition. They got what we got in the apparition. She blessed them. She blessed us. But see, they wasn't aware of what was happening. Their disposition wasn't prepared for that. That would have been more open. Their prayer would have been greater. They'd been more receptive to the grace. So just because I blesses you doesn't mean you're going to get the same thing if you really get on your knees and prepare for that moment. <laughs> yes, something does come from a blessing even if you're not aware of it. The greater is the grace if you can prepare for it. We are blessed to be able to go to the mountain. One time I said, I bless all those who are present on the second month. My mother blessing. There was an argument about people who were down here that they got the blessing. And they didn't. She was speaking about on that mountain. People who made an effort to go up that mountain at that moment. She gave that to them. So if you stay here, or you want to stay here at Eden, then I get the same thing. Yeah, we do a discount that this blessing has an exorcistic effect on the whole world. But still, all this is still not enough. Our Lady has to have some kind of presence here that can penetrate this wall of the way we think. Young people today are so wired and they actually have proven any child below 16 years of age has been on a computer that their development of their brain thinking, their, their electricity, the signals, the circuitry of what they think and how they look at things is affected by being on computers. And we know MTV went from seven second bytes to six second, to five second, to four second, three and a half seconds. They got down out of one and a half seconds and now they got two things on the screen. Because everybody thinks in bytes now. Just get a little bit. You can't multitask. Multitask is not a virtue. They've also proven multitasking that if you concentrate on one single thing, they've looked at the brain and they see it lit up with more hot spots, concentration, that if you say you can multitask and go into two different directions, it doesn't, the sum of both of those things and the hot spots on your brain and what they're thinking, two different things and trying to handle two different things divided, doesn't amount to the total as concentration, as one in your concentration on one subject. So Satan has come up with a clever thing. He's got his first thinking, oh, I can multitask. Well, you're not thinking straight. You're not clear-headed. When I write, I want to be focused. I don't want to be involved in anything else. And when I pray, I want to do the same thing. And he says, go in a corner and pray. What do you see in a corner? Nothing but a corner. She told Yelena that when you pray, it's best not to be having your eyes open. Close your eyes. That's the deepest way to concentrate. So our lady's trying to get his attention. And she said at our house in 1988, go find where you can have an encounter with God. The world today doesn't give us encounters. It doesn't give us silence. It doesn't give us privacy. It doesn't give the things that we need to nurture our life and discover what God wants in us as far as his will. So still yet, our lady had to have, she has to have more in her presence than just her presence. It's a beautiful thing to be on the mountain knowing the mother of God's appearing there. Micah, Maria's mother, Micah means mother, 
said to me when she touched Our Lady that she felt electricity. They've measured on this mountain when Our Lady appears with scientific tests that there's electrical currents. Not detectable in the way we would feel in a socket, but there's some frequencies there. And so science has seen this. But Our Lady, when Micah said that she felt like she was touching electricity, that's how Our Lady conveyed her presence. But I can equate this to the electronics and everything we're doing, that there is something in communications and something in her presence that brings that power. Not in an earthly thinking way, the way we do it, but Our Lady is trying to connect with us. And so it is, these messages are not anything like anything in the world that we've ever had before. Our Lady said, I was on Maria's front porch. I've said this story many times. I'm reading Horse from Heaven, maybe mid-90s. I just got to read the Bible. It's early in the morning, about 6 o'clock. Maria comes out. She said, what are you reading that for? She said, read the Bible. I said, I've already read the Bible. She said, well, you don't need to read this. I said, yeah. Look, Maria. I put it in front of the book. Our lady told you, read my messages every day and transform them into life. She goes, oh. <laughs> but that message means enough to me to put it in the beginning, not in the context. These messages are to be read every single day because they're just not ink on paper. They have power in a way that nothing else has had on the earth. Our Lady, with her presence coming here, didn't have messages for several years until she started giving Thursday messages. She talked to them, she gave them things, and there's messages for the first three years. But she officiated messages on Thursday every day. And I was coming here when that was still going on. And I remember inside the church, the old women, creation, dirty from the fields, dirt on the dresses, writing these messages down. It was an incredible scene. They'd give the message every Thursday, and they'd write it down. Then the priest would stop. They'd write the next sentence down. It's a beautiful moment, very powerful. It wasn't on the souvenir shops here. It was electric. But then nobody got it. They wanted them. After a while, I got too repetitious. Are they saying the same old thing? doesn't mean anything to me. We got the Bible. We don't need this. Then why are we gone to the pits of hell? We got the Bible, we got Mass, we got the Eucharist, and we're falling. He who eats and drinks of me unworthily eats and drinks damnation. Taking the Eucharist unworthily, and you see all the youth Sunday after going out Saturday night, and everybody's, nobody's in the pew. Everybody's worthy. We're not getting it. We're going backwards. We had everything through the 60s and the 70s. We had the adoration, Holy, Holy Mass, but it didn't work. Why? Because we wasn't working and eating and drinking worthily. But we didn't know it. We, we didn't know the sin we're in. We didn't know the state of our condition. We thought we were good people. We thought we're okay. We're better than everybody else. If you want to see how good you are, just read the daily newspaper. I would never do that. The people that lived... A hundred years ago, we'd never even come close to the way we're living on a normal basis that we think we're good. They'd be appalled at our daily life. It's a lady who says, many Christians live like pagans. That's me, and that's you. So these messages, still yet, there's something about them that we don't have, even in the Bible. Anathar, you can't say that. 
How can you say such a thing? The Bible is the inspired word of God. It's just true. I'm not denying that. But it's not reaching modern man. There's a block there. It was written by ancient men who had no concept of what modernism would be and how we'd be traveling, what we're doing. Oh, John writes about it in Revelations. He saw the future. He only could describe a fighter jet by some kind of dragon spitting out fire. We don't know, but he's describing ornaments and things in the future that we're going to speculate maybe that's what he saw. But he saw something that he didn't know how to equate except to what his natural environment and his capacity to understand it. These things flew through the air. I saw a dragon with ten heads. So our ladies come to modern man to give him something to understand scriptures. Through these messages, I understand everything in the Bible that I never understood before. It's a preface to the Bible. What does that mean? Does that mean, oh, is it greater? Is it equal to the Bible? It means that there's no other books in the history of the world put all the saints from Augustine to everybody, every saint, John Paul, all together, none of those books, all the theological writings, all the great simple writings, St. Teresa, all that combined doesn't equal her work, her messages. Well, that's a big, tall statement to make. Am I really right about that? I know I'm right about it. Who is Mary? Is she God? No. Then who is she? She's someone who leads us to her son. And she's here for that purpose as a woman. Because many people won't accept Jesus. The Muslims don't accept Jesus except by a prophet, but they accept Mary as the greatest woman who ever lived and the holiest woman. She's already got their attention through their Quran. They're primed. Everything's set for her. Just a tweaking of the heart. They even have rosary beads. Except it's just cut. If you cut your rosary, wrote rosary, that's what the Muslims have. That's their prayer beads. Fatima is Mohammed's daughter. You think it's by chance? And then he goes to Fatima up here, there. Everything's at Guadalupe, is a Muslim river in the Middle East. Everything is there for a lady to unite man. An incredible thing. So, how are we to view this? Where should we put this in the context of the Bible? Because our lady says, read the Bible every day. Our lady says, put the Bible in a visible place. Our lady says, I invite, I invite, invite. But only a few times does she say, you must do something. Because she don't want to be forceful. But she says, you must read the Bible. So just as Mary is not God, but she's the greatest creature Combining all the angels, all the saints, none of them on the scale equals who she is. So these are the holy creatures. These are creatures next to God. And all of them combined does not come close to the radiance of the Holy Virgin Mary with all the greatest saints. And that's her position. She's not God, but she's the greatest creature in heaven ever created by God. This is not the Bible. But it's above all writings and books will be in history. Because her who said, never before in the history I will give these messages. It can't be just normal ink on paper. If they didn't have some kind of power to speak to you. And 
they speak differently to you. And this message, when we get it on the second of the month, is going to say something to you today. But it has an electric current of power, unseen, something. I'm just giving verbiage to it. I don't mean literally that. There's something in the message of power that you will have a year from now, and you'll read that, and what you got here, you say, it doesn't say what I read before. Where is it? I've gone to messages a week later, looking at what I found, and it wasn't there. And I couldn't even remember it in the same way. But it addressed me at that moment, at that time, what I needed to know. If there's anything you leave here in Medjugorje, you need to leave with these messages that she's given something through God, because she has no power, she has nothing on her own, she says. All my graces I give to you come from God. And she gets it because of she is the resolute decision of God. If God ever made a decision on a creature, this is it. I wrote that into the Marian Mysteries. I remember when I wrote that sentence down. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know it until I wrote it. I learned it, just like you might be hearing it, when I wrote the word. I didn't have it before that. Mary is God's resolute decision. We don't have to apologize, is she appearing or is she not? If you're a believer or you're not. Or you're a Baptist, and I'm talking to you about the Virgin Mary. Do you sit there worry about talking to an atheist about whether God believes? Why are we giving preference to them or a sentiment to them like they have a right to express that? You have no right to express that. You say free speech. Garbage. They don't have no right to put that into our institutions, into our, our country, into our schools. If they're right anyway, they're never going to know it after this life. And if they're wrong, they'll know it forever. There's no standing for us to give them what they have, especially in the United States of America or Ireland or one of the other countries, that they have a right to institute these in public policy. They have a free will not to believe in God. I'm not arguing that. You can do what you want to. But just because they don't believe in God doesn't mean he doesn't exist. He exists. And so does the Virgin Mary. To my Baptist friends, our Protestant friends, our non-believers, we don't apologize. If you come in with us, we speak to Mary as our mother freely, not over the head, beating them with it. First through our life, they usually come to us. And they're in awe. Caritas is designed as a huge fishnet. We catch people all the time. We come home out from where we go. We may go to Walmart, we may do this, and everybody comes back with war stories of catching fish. And we don't even try. Our Lady is giving you a power in your witness if you are doing it not to glorify yourself, but to glorify her through you. You read it. Whoa. Not to say. Thank the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O come, Holy Spirit, for the hearts of your faithful and kindling in the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they should be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Mary, come before you hearing these words of yours before most of the world would hear it. There's no news service. There's no great ABC cable networks. Nothing out there that can spread as quick as these words do. But down to all those systems, down to the deepest brush in Australia, unknown villages in Africa, the skyscrapers in New York, we know that your message already has a network to your apostles and people everywhere. 
And so we come before you humbly, thanking you that we're part of this, and thank you that we're privileged to be the first among the earth's population to have these words. Open our hearts. Let us see what it is that we need to change in our life and what you call us to. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Our Lady's message to Mariana, October 2nd, on the Day of Nonbelievers. Dear children, the Holy Spirit, according to the Heavenly Father, made me the mother, the mother of Jesus, and by this alone, also your mother. That is why I am coming to hear you that I may open my motherly arms to you, to give you my heart, and to call you to remain with me. Because from the top of the cross, my son entrusted you to me. Unfortunately, many of my children have not come to know the love of my son. Many of them do not want to come to know him. Oh, my children, how much bad is done by those who must see or interpret in order to come to believe. That is why you, my children, my apostles, in the silence of your heart, listen to the voice of my son so that your heart may be his home, that it may not be dark and sad, but that it may be illuminated with the light of my son. Seek hope with faith, because faith is the life of the soul. Anew I am calling you, pray. Pray to live faith in humility in spiritual peace, and illuminated by the light. My children, do not strive to comprehend everything immediately, because I also did not comprehend everything immediately. But I loved, and I believed in the divine words which my son spoke. He who was the first light and the beginning of redemption. Apostles of my love, you who pray, sacrifice yourselves, love, and do not judge. You go and spread the truth, the words of my son, the gospel, because you are the living gospel. You are the rays of the light of my son. My son and I will be with you to encourage you and to test you. My children, always implore the blessing of those and only of those whose hands have been blessed by my son, of your shepherds. Thank you. So you see how smart she is. She says... In one sentence, what I've been telling you for 30 minutes. The Holy Spirit, according to the Heavenly Father, made me mother, the mother of Jesus, and by this alone, also your mother. Genius. She's so smart. 
I have to explain with a lot more words, those kinds of things. But we're talking about the gospel. Do not strive to comprehend everything immediately because I did not comprehend everything immediately. There's things I know I would say yesterday. There's things I know say today that you may not comprehend or you may not even agree with. You don't understand that you're disagreeing with something that is 30 years of cognition. And it's not a matter of opinion. It's not a matter of we look at this a certain angle. And just because somebody reads a message and they give you something of what they understand, and he says, don't wait for interpretation to have faith. You don't have to interpret. There was a neighbor that we had. The father had a three-year-old son, and he was a Nazarene preacher. He was really, really like a second father to me. But he told his son he could fly around the room. He got on the table, and he says, just flap your wings, and you'll fly around fluttering around the room. Well, he just dove out like a diving board, right? like he was in a diving swim pool. He busted his face. But he believed his father. He took him literally. But that's what all he wants us to do. Because sometimes the test is you will get your face busted. She wants little children. Little children believe their dad is the strongest man in the world. You can prove otherwise by having arm wrestling with him. He's not. But that child believes that. Our lady comes to us saying to us, little children, just take it, what I said. When I believe our lady says something, I do it. I don't care the consequences because the consequences isn't always good for me. A newspaper reporter said, don't you think you're doing the wrong thing, taking your kids out of kids' sports? I said, no. I know exactly what I'm doing. It's been showed to me through the message of prayer. Don't you think you're wrong about taking TV away from your kids? Don't you think you're sheltering your kids? No. Not the way you think. I'm sheltering my kids. And our kids are very talented because they didn't sit on the couches. They get out there and do a lot of work. They know things that most youth don't know. The messages will often tell you things to do that's destructive according to your world and your life and maybe not always the best thing for your family. Peace, worldly peace or false peace. So that's the test. It's difficult. When Our Lady says something, we do it in community. Because Our Lady literally has the power that she came down to Mariana and gave this message that she has the power to come to you. When you think of me, we talked about this message yesterday, I'm with you. She means that. You may have a hard time believing that, but a little child wouldn't. Take it as little children. I says, dear children, dear children. And often when she wants you to really hear, she says, little children. And so when a lady says something, she means exactly what she says. and She wants you to follow as just one little child would do. Not as a 13-year-old who smarts back to you. Or I don't have to do that. Or I'm not accepting what they're saying. Our lady says, listen to me. One saint told us in the 1800s that there had come a time in the next century that there would be no spiritual direction. The direction isn't there today. It's all tainted, it's theologicalized, it's too complex, it's too sophisticated, it's too intellectualism. You don't get direction where you need to go now. When you go back home, go on meds.com and listen to Thursday's Mesonomic Show. You know who you're going to hear? Dr. Charles Stanley. Who knows him? Protestant minister. You'll hear something you never heard before. I listen to the Protestants because they read the Bible and boy, they know some of this stuff. Am I betraying my Catholicism? No. I'm doing what Benedict told 
the Bishop of Atlanta, when all the U.S. bishops came to speak to him, that there's a problem, especially in America, that the people are going to Mass and getting only half the food. They get the Eucharist, but they don't get the Bible. And this bishop stands up in Rome to the other bishops saying, there are Catholics leaving Mass and going to Protestant churches. Or either they're going for their Catholic Mass and listening to Protestant preachers. I'll take information from an atheist and what he believes is spiritual and use it in my spiritual life. Anybody can contribute anything to you. There's always a lesson to learn if you're open to it. I may listen to somebody on the radio that's awful. It's horrible. And the one little line they say is straight from the Holy Spirit. And I'll build a whole show on it. Some people here say, he's too evangelical. He's too Protestant. So be it. At least very Protestant. She even said one time, God so loved his world, he sent his only son. I mean, how many times have you heard that from the Protestants? They own this Bible verse. But our lady said it. She's here, you're the gospel. And so if you want to get the gospel, you don't need to hear it read on Sunday and then repeated in words. You need stories about that. Jesus told stories. He didn't give a 45-minute sermon. He gave a three or four minute sermon. The only time he really talked to people when he had a banquet there on, on Sea of Galilee, fed the 5,000. We're not getting the food. And when I say this, I'm saying it coming straight from the Vatican, straight with the meeting with the bishops. So you go home and you listen to this show and hear it, what Dr. Charles Stanley says, coupled with the messages of Our Lady, and see if it won't convict you. Because I go turbo in what he says with our lady's messages, with what he says as a Protestant minister, and afterwards, turbo it again with the messages. I just got called late last night, walked in the middle of the night, said, this is so exciting, we got to get this show out everywhere. But they say that about every one of them, because they're always timely in real time, whether it's about politics or whatever. Somebody was saying yesterday, I think, about they don't want to hear about politics, they're sick about everything. But you know, in reality, we're to know everything. We need to have the slant on everything going on. We need to be aware. It's a lady who said, observe signs of the times. She said that several times. But recently, you know what she said? Observe well the signs of the times. You need to know what's going on in the world, not through the news, not through CNN, not through Rush Limbaugh, not through any of these. You need to go through it, through the blends of the messages to the reality of the Bible. How do you apply that to life? And that's simply what I was trying to get to. But here I heard it in the beginning, I almost stopped coming to Medjugorje because he says, Our Lady's not saying anything new. It's just the Bible. It's just repeating the Bible. I know a new book that's out right now they just talked about. They says, Generally speaking, Revelation, there's no new revelation from prior revelations. And perhaps it's just going to give us a little bit more understanding of revelations. That makes me not want to read the messages. If that's what these messages are about, it's just going to help me a little bit. These messages have stopped the end of the world from happening. It's her who said, through Yvonne, had she not come, the world would have destroyed itself. That's around 84, 85. Our appearing. That's why God's here, through Our Lady. She represents His message and what He wants to do with us today. So these words, 
Do not strive to comprehend everything immediately because I didn't comprehend everything immediately. Yesterday, there's things I said that you didn't have the capacity to understand. Don't put it in a context where I don't agree with that. My opinion is different. You know, you'll agree with it a year from now. You'll see it because God will help you go through experiences that will prove it to you. I had many people come to me years later. I had somebody well-known since uh, last year. They told me, you know, I didn't agree with you saying this and what you're saying about the, what's happening with the bishops and all these. I didn't agree with all that. But you know, I see it now. You were dead right. I didn't do something to say it by opinion. I didn't do something to be right. I went through the messages and saw it. And so my appeal to you, and the reason I'm staying on this so long, is you've got something that you can't comprehend the magnitude of it, and you don't have the capacity of the depth of it, that you've got your whole manual instructions through this book with the messages. December 25th, 1989, if you want to go back home later and study it, she says, little children, every day read the messages. She could have said, read my messages. But she said, every day. She means that literally. Little children, every day read the messages I gave you. Not somebody else, not some visionary. Some of our people spent the night on the mountain. They said, Rose, what time did that happen? And that group came up. Last night? So at 10 o'clock, a whole group of Italians come up. Was it Italians? Yeah. They come up and they got their cloth, special notification. They go in the middle where man's going to have apparition, and they all pray, and then they have a visionary, and then he gives his message, and they tape record him with a telephone. Am I right? And then they get a message and all this stuff, and they're going to, they're going to distribute. I came years ago to see Father Yozo. My wife, nobody in the community, nobody knew I came on that trip specifically to see Father Yozo. And Father Yozo didn't even know I was coming, so nobody knew it. Maria has her apparition. I get here this after, that afternoon with an hour. I'm here and she's going to apparition. I'm by herself in her house. A lady knows I don't have any doubt she's appearing. She has the apparition and I leave. When I come back the next morning, I see one of our guys back then. She was in, not in community because we had the community existing at that time, I don't think. And she says, there's a person in our group who's seeing Jesus. And she says, you've got to go see Father Yoso. I immediately discounted it. Now, that person didn't know it. How did she get that? Where did she get this insight? How did she know I'm there for that? And so I said, no, I don't want to talk to the person. And she said, well, they're so sincere. They're so, they, they, said that you, they know that you came here to see Father Yosef. Did I have any belief? Was I swayed? No. Because we had 1,500 prayer groups, and almost every one of them was destroyed by a personal visionary in each prayer group, and people started following that person. Mariana says this is a serious sin. And so the next day, I come up, and then he says, This woman, Mary, appeared to her and told her, You've got to go see Father Yozo. I said, I'm not going to talk to her. She said, But you should, you should listen to what she's saying. I said, I'm not talking to her. I said, I was just Maria yesterday. I was by myself. A lady's given me messages through Maria before. And you think a lady knows I would have less faith in this than that? What happens is people get that. They bloat your ego. Oh, I got a message for you. Oh, you got to listen. All these visionaries happen in Lourdes the same way. There's many, many visionaries propped up. 
And people start following me. They go to these people and they start putting faith in them and they bring you away and they lead you straight six months. And they'll be right for six months. Six months down the road, they start leading you in a different direction. And they go away from Our Lady. So this happened last night. Why would Our Lady appear there? Just reason that out. And she's coming to Mariana. She's going to divide her messages. So that message last night, she's going to compete with herself. This doesn't happen. I wrote a little book called Satan Wants to Destroy Missouri. And many, many people have been led astray by this. It doesn't mean you won't have inspiration. It doesn't mean that God can't speak to you a certain way. But you're not a visionary. I didn't give up my company without our lady making some strong things to dealing with me to do that. But that's me personally. It's not for anybody else. So I'm saying that only to understand this, what she said. Little children every day read the messages I gave you. Who is the I? Our Lady Queen of Peace. Who's the Queen of Peace? Our Lady of Mezzogoria. Don't get distracted by all different kind of ministries and different directions. Don't do it. As soon as we got going, and Caritas, we exploded on the scene just by grace, just, just doubling every month, tripling every month, quadrupling the mail list. And somebody wrote to me something to do something, and I showed a priest that was visiting. He says, don't do that. Your mission's been given to you. You stay focused. Many people start things, and Satan gets involved in real apparitions, and then he'll start something and something else and divide you. You stay focused. That is an incredible device, because I've always been focused. And I wanted to do that. But I took to heart what he said. And so our lady's saying, and she's distinguishing this, why would this be on the mountain when she says, I gave you, and transformed them into life. There can't be two separate directions when you got this many messages. You can spend the rest of your life and, and ten lifetimes going through these and learning from them. This is where you stay with. If you've got a prayer group and people start guiding you to different directions, you don't do that. La Salette, the girl, it started affecting her ego. She got led astray later. She had one apparition. Doesn't mean even their origin wasn't real. But this... Medjugorje is the center place, the spiritual point of the world where all future events will take place. Everything's coming from this tiny village. So little children every day read the messages I gave you and transform them into life. I love you and in this way I call you to the way of salvation with God. Jesus gave us salvation 2,000 years ago. We don't need that. Yeah, that's what I told you yesterday. We've lost redemption. We've lost the meaning of what the redemption means. And I know Jesus has redeemed me. But I needed Mary to save me. And I see that she's done that. Because I'm not the Catholic. And don't mistake what I was saying earlier about Protestantism. Protestantism is really people who have stopped searching for truth. Because if they keep seeking truth, they'll go into the Catholic faith. So they get comfortable and they stop. They think they get the fullness of truth. And many can go to heaven. The Nazarene preacher, neighbor I was talking about, one of his Nazarene parishioners came to him and says, you know, only Nazarenes go to heaven. He said, I hope not, because a lot of them ain't going to make it. So it's like that. It's not mean Protestants don't go to heaven. And we don't need to wear the arrogant shirt, I'm a Roman Catholic. Wear that in your heart. We don't need to show it that way. If you are living, then you maybe you can show it. 
So Our Lady is showing us a renewal of the church is me, I'm church. We're not going to go through a room to do this. It's through here. This wouldn't be happening if it could happen there. It's not possible. Everything is too far. Civilizations, when they got so complex and so steeped in sin in the past, what happened to them? They were completely leveled, completely destroyed. And that's where we're headed. How many got a chance to read Rebuilding the Church yesterday? Nobody. Read that. Did you give them the books? Jones is sinner. She's got to go confession. <laughs> and by the way, don't get behind. Get in a confession with the least women in it. <laughs> That's not worth. But don't know me. You, you yourself won't get in front of these women. I was in line last time I was here last month ago, and there were just two women over here. There was several guys. They got through them. Boom, 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 boom. And the girls, I was, I was studying. I, I, I had three more sins to confess by the time I got to the priest. <laughs> but they, they're explaining everything. That priest is sitting there looking at like this. And they, they, they're trying to explain their sin so that he'll side with them, I guess. I don't know. But up to this day, our lady has been appearing, going on, is it 30, 36 years now? It amazes me. As big as the magic word is in the world, nobody talks about this message. Did you hear what a lady said here? I wish to keep on giving you messages as it has never been in the history from the beginning of the world, April 4th, 1985. I've never heard anybody or seen in any writings anywhere. I've been speaking about this since 1986 when I saw it. Repeatedly, you hear it. You've heard it maybe a hundred times if you follow what we write and what we say. Oh, my children, how much bad is done in those who must see or interpret in order to come to believe. That spoke to me when I heard it a while ago. Because a lady gave a message, 1991, June 25th, saying, there are many who do not want to understand my messages. But for you, my children, you read sacred scriptures to find the reason for my coming. You read the Sacred scriptures for the message for you. I'm paraphrasing that. We've had to fight for these messages. And a lot of this wouldn't have been out if it wouldn't been for what we do. If our lady says that we are going to do everything, even if it costs us our own head. And we've never worried about the consequences or the projects or whatever. So I'm saying these things that may, may disturb you or you when you went through it. Or how can we be so strong? This is not a sissy movement. The Peter was tough. All the apostles had to be tough. Our ladies are looking for some tough people that are filled with love and compassion and empathy. It's not that you don't have love. I'm doing it because of love. There's people that would go to perdition without this. Many people. And Medjugorje is saving and populating heaven. And you think it's going to be just easy? You think it's just something? When I saw this interpret, I knew exactly what that means. And so, if Medjugorje became approved, I was telling you yesterday, they'd have to go through the theological committees because now our name's on it. Now the church has approved it. We've got to be careful. We've got our name on this thing. Let us get this and let's go through all the interpretations. You wouldn't be getting the messages. So anybody ever comes to you where it's not a church approved, we don't want it approved. God doesn't want it approved. You don't think God's got the ability, like I said about Fran Franick, who had an interlocution, that he couldn't give it to Peric or to Zanuck? 
He's doing that because there's got to be adversity between the two to keep this thing in the middle. If you don't understand what I'm saying, you pray next year you'll understand it because you're going to run across resistance. Medjugorje is a war zone. She declared war August 2nd, 1981. A great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan. Human souls are at stake. Get that in your head that you're in a battle. And the problem is, is we're in the middle. Heaven and earth are fighting over us, and they're pulling us both ways. Our lady wants us not to be a little bit toward darkness, a little bit toward light. We have to decide which side we're going on. This is decision time, and it's not going to be simple. Who must see or interpret in order to come to believe. That is why you, my children, my apostles, in the silence of your heart. What did we just talk about before this message came in? Silent, find your corner. We don't know silence no more. The visionaries would say the priest on the altar would often say things the day before the message came out. You have real time seeing so much was said about what this message is, not having knowledge, because I, I didn't stay there for the English translation, so I heard none of this. I left to get out of the crowd and come do my groceries down here. So I never heard any of it. Joan asked me, did I want to know something before this talk? What did I tell you? No. Don't tell me nothing. And I'm glad I did that. I said it because it would be a Maybe mistranslating, I have that in my heart. I didn't want that. So what I'm saying wasn't based on hearing anything. And we covered about Our Lady, the mother, that only a woman could come here and change the world. She says that according to the Heavenly Father, made me the mother, the mother of Jesus. And this alone, also your mother. I open my uh, mother arms to you. I give you my heart to call you to remain with me because from the top of the cross, my son entrusted you to me. The whole beginning of the talk today was about that. That God can't do what he needs to do. Only a mother could do and unite man today. Not because he can't do something, it's because our mentalities prevent him from doing that. We'll listen to a mother in this kind of age and this time to a woman than we will before a man. Because a woman has faculties, abilities, sentiments, a heart that man simply doesn't have. It's not a matter what a road and how to change your husband that a woman can't fly a 15 fighter jet. They're just as good as a man. It's the question is, is why should she be sitting in a boardroom when she can raise five kids that can be sitting in boardrooms? Her job is to change the world. You may not think you like that, but your power is diminished by what feminism, or the feminists have done, not feminism. We've lost power. The woman has lost power. And he sent a woman who simply didn't do anything but rock the cradle to change the whole world and the whole future. And she's coming back to show this to the woman. That's why our lady said, I now will give all mothers my motherly special blessing. I didn't say, she's not politically correct. Why is she leaving me out? Why is she doing that? And then she adds, and Jesus will bless the rest on Christmas 25th. Why'd she do that for her? Why is she singing out to women to give them motherly blessing for her? Except she's got some plan with the women. The power of the woman is queen today. And the king has sent her. And she wants you, the woman, first to have her heart. Doesn't mean I can't have it. But I have it through the woman, through the mother. Because from the top of the cross that my son entrusted you to me, unfortunately, many of my children have not come to know the love of my son. Many of them 
do not want to come to know him. O oh, my children, how much bad is done by those who must see or interpret in order to come to believe. That is why you, my children, my apostles, in the silence of your heart, listen to the voice of my son, so that your heart may be his home, that it may not be dark and sad, that it may be illuminated with the light of my son. She goes on and says, Seek hope with faith. How many people read the writing a few months back called Hope, Make It So? Unbelievable story. Unbelievable. It's a real story in our hometown. It happened. It was a family. It told us a story. Get hope, make it so. Go off and read by yourself. Pray three roses before you read it. If you don't have hope, you go and read this thing. You'll get hope. Seek hope with faith because faith is the life of the soul. A new I'm calling you. Pray, pray, live faith, children. Do not strive to comprehend everything immediately because I also do not comprehend everything immediately. I'm talking to you with 30 years of experience. A lot of what I'm saying, I didn't understand 10 years ago. 10 years from now, you're going to look at yourself as a fool. 10 years from 10 years ago, 20 years, you're going to look back on that 10 years that you're a fool. And I can't say that again either. So you've got to understand you're growing in capacity with her lady. She can't give you more than your capacity can hold. I can't fill up a glass of water except to the rim. After that, it flows out. It's useless. You're wasting it. There's things I know I didn't want to do with me in the first two or three years, but she had to wait three years for certain things. When she called me to get out of my, my business, she could have done that six months before that. I, would, I barely was able to, to be open enough to even hear it, and it was still a great struggle. There's things our lady wants for you right now, and you might say, I want to be an apostle. I want to do this for you. You can't do till you fast, until you pray, till you penance, till you sacrifice, amend your life, and increase your capacity. And she's looking for people. She needs you. I want you. I need your help. I, can't, I want you to collaborate with me, she says. I will collaborate with you. Any plan you come up with is good. It's good. Yesterday, I'm sitting there kneeling down, and the guy in front of me, a young guy, me and Jones kneeling the rock. We like to kneel down. It's penance. You can still waste your time, just do it. Some people can't. I'm not saying criticizing that. This guy could. He's young. He's youthful. He sits down, and his backpack's right in my face, and it hits me. He turns around and like, looks at me like, I'm, it's my fault. I said, kneel down. He said, no. I said, take your backpack off. He said, no. And I put a curse on him. (laughs) I said, Mary, I'm giving this guy a special blessing. And you use this circumstance of what he's doing very rudely because of his own convenience that somewhere on this trip, you get in his conscience and bother him. And she'll set it up. I set the whole scenario up and I give him a special blessing. Gave him a handshake of peace after that. So you do these things, and I'm confident Our Lady will deal with him because I tied it and I did it out of love. But if you do these things, you set up the whole scenario for Our Lady to deal. I know, I know something happened on the mountain or somewhere else, but you've got to set the stage for it. And I did because he, it was a very guilty, very selfish thing he did. And so he needed that rudeness and crudeness so our lady can knock him down some more of the mountain. And I know what will happen. 
I was standing talking to an inspector on Highway 43 in front of our place in front of the field. And this guy comes up. He's got long hair and shaggy beard and gets out of a rugged car. And he said, I want to talk to you. I says, I'm talking to this inspector. I'll talk to you in a minute. He goes in and waits very patiently. And so I get through with him. I go talk to him. He says, I just want to thank you for something. I said, what? He says, three years ago, I passed by here, and I screamed at y'all across the road, used God's name in vain. And he says, you chased me down six miles in a car. You jumped in a car, come at this grocery store down there. And then I remember what happened. I got it in his face, and I said, don't you ever come by our place using God's name in vain like that again. That place is a holy place. Don't you dare come back to that again. And I had fire in my words. I'm not that big, but don't mess with me. <laughs> and so I left and drove off. And so he's standing there now telling me, thanking me for that, because he says, you know what happened to me? I went to church and got saved the next Sunday. <laughs> you never know what you'll do if you adopt a lady's heart, you take her passion, you do your prayers, and you act in a way that you know at the appropriate time of the moment that God can set up later. You may never know the story. I may never know about this guy, what's going to happen. But we've seen, and that's just one story. The community can verify hundreds of stories like this. And, and I was angry, and he knew I was. But he was convicted, and he got saved through it. In a million years, I never would have thought that. So Our Lady has a, a role for you. Don't think you are without power. But you can't go start doing this to everybody else. To give and spread the messages, you have to live the messages. Yesterday we, we read what Ali said on the mountain to, to Yvonne. Build the messages into life. That means physically. Caritas is a physical place that exists on the messages. Our whole day throughout the day is about the messages. We're printing them. We're cutting hay with them. We're doing everything. Everything we do is centered around the messages. And now where we've been headed for years is to culturalize them into commerce. There's a lot of things that I don't want to go into right now. But we're unabashed with the messages. And I don't care if people reject them. Because if they don't come tomorrow or they don't come three years after they use God's name in vain and go get saved, they will when this mountain comes. And if you've been known to be not beating them over the head and turning people off with the Virgin Mary, but living it in a way that they know you are with Our Lady, don't think they're not going to come to you and seek you out when this happens on the mountain or the three secrets begin to unfold. They're going to come to you. But if you're not living them, you don't have them built in your life, you won't be recognized for that. You'll just be like them. They won't even want to hear from you. Because, you, you, yeah, you've been following them for 10 years, but you didn't change anything in your life. You will not lose by changing things that you don't want to let go of at this moment. Apostles of my love, you who pray, sacrifice yourselves for love and do not judge. You go and spread the truth, the words of my Son, the gospel, because you are the living gospel. I've said it many times. Gandhi said he believed in Jesus. He liked what he said. But I never met a Christian to make me want to be one. You've got to be a walking Bible. And if your public life doesn't correspond with your private life, you're not living that. We all fail. We're all sinners. My dad would come home every day. You think he said, I love y'all kids? He says, no. What are you sinners been doing today? <laughs> As an Italian family, we grew up knowing we were sinners. We need to be repentant. 
that's in us. I don't have a problem saying. I don't care how holy I might feel or how much you think of something or whatever. I'm a sinner. Peter's with Jesus. He said, depart from me, Jesus. I'm a sinner. That's the first thing and the first step toward redemption. You always got to be running around. I'm the sinner. No matter what somebody else has done, you've sinned worse. Because if they're bad what they've done and they're ignorant, you've been here. You've been touched by the Virgin Mary. You're more responsible now. So your small sin is greater than the great sin. You are the rays of the light of my son. My son and I will be with you to encourage you and to test you. You can't give counseling if you go to college and do get your Ph. degree and all this stuff. You just got a certificate. Some of you may be a counselor in here. But there's no counselor compared to those who are in prayer who live through the problems and the difficulties that Jesus did and Mary did that can give advice by real life experience. Education is one of our problems today. It's just giving us papers, qualifying, and saying, well, we took all these tests. The paper test. When I says, I'm going to test you, you're going to go through what you'll be counseling about later to others. And that's going to be your graduation certificate. I'm an apostle. That was a friend of Medjugorje, October the 2nd, 2016, speaking with the Caritas Pilgrimage Group and some other pilgrims who had also joined us, which you heard in the beginning portion of this encounter. You heard him speak a lot about woman, a lot about motherhood. Our Lady, in the way that she addressed us in the message, it was so clearly these were her words that we were hearing without having heard the message yet. And so it was amazing for those of us who were listening to this to hear that we were hearing the message without having heard the message. And so it was a powerful encounter. So many people felt touched in a special way during the encounter yesterday, hearing the message directly from Our Lady coming to you in the Holy Spirit. And I, I'm, I don't know how you felt in the beginning portion of the, your encounter with the pilgrims, but I know that, that how it flowed and how it came out was so clear. I don't know if you realized it at the time as it was coming out, but there was a lot that we were hearing that we knew came directly from the message. Well, I was amazed at some of the things I already said that was already covered in the subject pre-hearing the message once Joan read it. But this is our normal thing we see all the time. Our Lady, if you're connected with her, if you're praying, if you do what she says in her message, that I'm giving you my heart, then you can speak from the heart with what is it she would say and what those things might be that's in the message even. But one thing that was real interesting to me was the lady said, from the top of the cross, my son entrusted you to me. That's an amazing thing to me because she's establishing across the whole world to everybody, every person that exists, that she is the mother entrusted to all peoples by God. In other words, the top is spoken. It's from the top. What is the top? This order comes all the way from the top. The top is not exceeded by anything else. And it's a strange word to use, the top of the cross. I've never even heard that type of verbiage. But the meaning of that, because from the top of the cross, my son entrusted you. End of story. Don't apologize for a lady anymore. Don't be timid about it. We are to be going out and be very forward Why people may reject it, why people may not like it, what will take place is 
will be backed up by the secrets, will be backed up by the signs, and they'll seek you out then because you was right, because you was going from the top, which is a lady, and above that her son, of what she said, according to the father, made me the mother, the mother of Jesus. It doesn't matter if they accept it. It doesn't matter if they're Protestant and they don't believe it. It has no bearing on the truth of what truth is. This is in stone. Start speaking as if it's written in the heart like granite. No more apologies, nor being timid. Yes, you need to be tactful. You don't need to be overbearing. But live it by faith, and people will follow you. And want to know when things happen, all about this Mary. Because people will be running to the apostles that never betrayed or never was hidden or been stealth about what they believed. We profess it in a time where we're not trying to interpret it or trying to see it. This is the moment. We are to advance. No more holding back. Be the apostle which she said many times in this message, apostles of my love, that's who you are. Love bears everything, and love spreads all truth. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye from Medjugorje. <laughs>